welcome. It's time for Puzzle Talk, the geocaching puzzle podcast brought to you by the Geocache Talk Network. If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron heart on the front page of the Geocache Talk website or head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. For more details, patrons get the now famous blackout coin and other geocaching items during the year, as well as bonus content, invites to special events only for patrons, support levels start at as little as bison tube level. That's just $3 a month. So we can do the math on how many pennies that is per day. Uh, where Here are your hosts, Charles Watkins and Tom Brotherman. Good evening, gentlemen. I had forgotten something very important. I got to have something for another show. That's for another show. There you go. Oh, what'd you get? Knee high. All right. Great. Orange knee high. I'm rocking the rocking the coffee mug with dad on the front. <laughs> but being left-handed, it doesn't show correctly. Because if I was left if I was if I was left see how I'm left-handed, this the show's starting off fabulous. See, because I'm left-handed, <laughs> you don't see it. But I get to see it because I'm looking up. You like that? Okay, great. <laughs> Let's do some news. Charles, I think most of the news you've got tonight. So oh, you want me to? All right. Um, hey, so we wanted to say thank you to everyone who participated in CashCon. 2021 it, we had a tremendous response from the geocaching community um, and wanted to tell you thank you we've gotten so much feedback from that from other reviewers cashers from like what like 30 different countries um, have tuned yeah. in to watch it um, and, and really I, I mean we we hosted it but we couldn't have done it without you the viewers and so we wanted to take a moment and say, a very special thank you to you. If you noticed in your inboxes, if you were one of the people who ordered swag, um, coins and shirts and whatnot, uh, you got an email today letting you know that coins are going into production. Mm -hmm. um, and because of Chinese New Year, that usually they take the whole month of February off. Right. Um, so Makes you want to become Chinese, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when can we get that over here? When can we get a Chinese New Year and... Um, you you got to go to the Bay Area for that. Oh, okay. Um, but if you ordered swag, you got an email today that told you that coins are going into production. We are expecting them somewhere in the first two weeks of March. And then once coins come in and shirts get all produced, um, we they're going to get mailed out to you. So... Uh, keep an eye on your mailboxes um, somewhere around mid to late March. You should be getting a package in the mail if you ordered CashCon swag. Yeah. There. So yeah. that one that one is done and out of the way. So thank you, viewers. Um, yeah, that was great. I'm going to make a quick comment just that uh, I think, yeah, 34. I gotta get, I'll get an exact total. But, yeah, incredible. And the other thing, too, is a big thank you to everybody who who – basically advertised it for us. I mean, we, we, you know, like you said, we couldn't have not only done it with you guys showing up for the event, but also by telling people. And I was, 
blown away by all the, you know, social media posts that I've seen on either Twitter or Facebook. I mean, I saw stuff talking about Worldwide CashCon I couldn't read because it was in another language. I was like, yes, this thing's going to be – we had no idea. I mean – It was it was a puzzle email. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> the Slovenia one. It was a puzzle one because I couldn't figure it out. But, yeah, so to wrap this up, just did you guys have any idea we were going to have – you know, what's it up to now? Over 13,000 views. And we had over 1,100 live at one point. Yeah. That crazy. was crazy nuts. And and yeah. for some of the trackables that we shared, like the instructions on how to get the HTML banner onto your, um, right. onto your digital profile. Yeah. Um, Jeff, last time I saw, he had had, they had had something like 1,500 discover logs on that trackable. Um, yeah. And that doesn't count the people that went there just for the instructions and didn't log the trackable. Um, but, um, you know, so, um, yeah. And, and, you know, Jeff forgot to turn off the uh, email notifications for <laughs> trackable discoveries. He was like, he went to bed and woke up the next day and was like, I have 800 emails in my inbox. <laughs> Yeah, so that was um, that was fun. There were a host of trackables shared, so if you were around for the entire thing and could check out the chat room, there were people sharing trackables left and right. So there's a host of them to go and and discover if you so wish to sit through the the program again. I, I logged, I was logging as it went on when it first started. I thought just a handful were going to come up right. and I was logging them individually. And it, I don't think 10, 15 minutes into it, I had switched over to log them all. Yeah. And it was I, literally, I, I would get a batch and, and then another batch would be ready to go. It's like all day long. I, I, I got somewhere between 400 and 450. Yeah. That's incredible. And I know I didn't get all of them. No, no. Uh, the other cool thing before we move on to is um, uh, Derek helped me, but we did a random.org on all the ones the day after that that did it. Obviously, you had to, I mean, you could still, you could still find them now, but we did that. We were giving away, we gave away coins. Uh, so, um, yeah. We gave away eight of these, which is the the, the Sunday show coin. Anyway, um, and it was really cool because we didn't plan it. That's why I had I had somebody else there, so you know, to to keep an eye on, what, you know, make sure we did this right. But we did random.org, and we just would go down the, you know, how we picked the row, and then we'd pick the person on that row, and that was the person that won. And I. I told him, I said, I don't care if it's international, we'll ship them international and everything will be fine. You know, we, you know, our patrons, you know, help us out enough to do that. So anyway, um, I got the first six ready to go. What's funny is there was one Canadian, there was, one, there was two, uh, wait, let me take it back. There was a Canadian one, something else. We had two Americans win and we had six internationals. We had like Netherlands, Italy, Portugal, two Germany. It was almost like a perfect 
you know, kind of breakdown, you know, of, of varying was, countries, which was it great. was diverse. You didn't get them all from one area. Yeah, it, it was great. It just and it was random, um, but we just went through it. And it was kind of cool. I got I got two left. I got uh, Italy and a Germany. I got to finish filling out the info on so I can get it in the mail. But then we did a sep a separate giveaway for IB geocaching one to give some things away. And I did that and it turned out it was us and it was a Canadian. So it's like, we, we got a nice uh, separation of, of countries for all the giveaways. I was really, I was really happy that it turned out that way. Awesome. Um, dire wolf. I am a bears fan and have <laughs> been for a long time. So Hey, send me an email with your address and I'll pop one of my, um, Pathfinder 33 trackables in the mail, your direction. What for, are your semi-invisible semi trackables? That's right. For a fellow Bears fan, I'll, I'll hook a brother up. There you go. Um, all right. So next on the news reel is GC8 Neat. GC8 N-E-A-T yep. is live. You were one of those people who had it on your watch list and woke up to 500 email notifications. <laughs> Because yeah. it went live in Germany and they found it all day long. Um, remember to get out, do some CETO, follow the rules. I can't stress yeah. this enough. Follow yeah. the rules of the cash page. Uh, Groundspeak headquarters will lock the, the page down if they're getting too many bogus logs. Right. Yeah. So if it tells you that you got to have a photo with a bag of trash, have your phone with a bag of trash. Um, they locked down the GC8 frog one for a little while because too many people were just logging it. Um, you have to have a photo with either you and signal with the special button yep. or you with a special banner. So don't ruin it for the other 3 million geocachers worldwide because you wanted to be stingy and try and get a rare cache type. If you didn't get GC8 Frog last time, there's a chance for you to get GC8 Neat this year. Um, be, be respectful of the rules. Follow the rules. Do the right thing. Uh, and that's all we're going to do about that. GC8 Neat. Get out you, there. Do some CETO. You can still get the frog. You can. If so you know, just, just come to Texas. We're hosting oh, a mega really? event. We're hosting a mega event. Next next <laughs> month in Texas. So right. if, if your country lets you out of your country into our country or your state lets you out of your state into our state, come on down. Have a good time. Uh, the Texas Challenge was the last mega event hosted last year before COVID shut everything down. And it's the first one that is going to be available this year. So come on down to Texas. Enjoy some barbecue with us. Yep. We'd love to have you. Although I think I'd like to go – uh donovan says aloha from hawaii so oh i need to go hawaii i only need two more states and hawaii, hawaii is a hawaii mega i'm thinking has got to happen at some point we need that we need to all go to hawaii okay also speaking of merchandise uh there is puzzle talk merchandise is available on the geocache talk store right so go to geocache talk.com and in the upper right hand section of the website there is a tab that says store click on that um, and it will take you over to our store um, 
We've got t-shirts. Yep. We've got coins. We've got face masks. If you want to have a, a puzzle talk face mask, they're all there. Um, on our shirt, I will tell you this. On our shirt, on the back of it, there is a puzzle. Right? Obviously. Uh-huh. Right? Why would we not have a puzzle? Of course. Right? So, uh, yep. so the puzzle actually... Let's see, how do we put this? The puzzle that's on the shirt actually takes you to a location in the continental United States. At that location, there's a puzzle talk coin hidden. There you go. Right? Uh, This is like a difficulty four and a half puzzle. Um, So don't think that it's going to be handed to you. And you don't get to blow it up real big. So you can't try and figure out the puzzle without. Um, getting the shirt without buying the shirt. That's right. I've made it obscure enough that that you are not going to be able to figure out the puzzle without purchasing a shirt. So we're not going to show it. So the, the shirts are available online as is all of the other puzzle talk or puzzle talk, the geocache talk network gear. So um, if you enjoy watching gadget talk, caching with kids, um, challenge talk or even the, the plain old Sunday show. Um, make sure to, to check all of the merchandise out that is available on the website. There is some deals if you do some bundling. Um, yep. So there you have it. Um, so, so they get right into the puzzle part of the store without even having to solve a puzzle or know a code. I, know, it's crazy. I guess so. Yeah, that's we'll let anybody in as long as they got money. That's it. Um, the same go. the same puzzle is on the face mask, but it's obscured by our logo in the middle. So <laughs> if you buy the face mask, you're still not going to be able to solve the puzzle. You have to purchase the shirt. Um, I'll tell you this, um, and this is one of my puzzle talk coins. For the first person who solves the puzzle. And sends an email to puzzle. What is our email? Puzzle talk podcast at gmail.com. There you go. So the first person who can correctly solve the puzzle, I'll mail you one. For everybody else, um, the there's a you got to go to once you solve it and, and get coordinates for it. There is um, there is a geocoin hidden in a uh, little Tupperware container there at the location. So um, good luck to everybody as you try to figure out this um, pretty pretty difficult um, puzzle. I would rate it as a four and a half for difficulty wow. if I created one and put it out on the street. It's not impossible. I got the idea from another geocache that's just like it that I solved. Right. That was a four and a half difficulty. Um, and it had been out there, I don't know, over 10 years, but had like 15 finds on it, you know, so pretty, pretty difficult. The other thing that has, so, so go get your puzzle talk merch and good luck um, to people trying to solve the puzzle for a coin. Um and then this came out from the frog today. Yep. Um, if you get the um, emails from headquarters, 
There are 14 new wonders of the world that are set to go live at the end of February. Um, so those 14 new wonders of the world will gain you three new digital souvenirs for your geocaching.com profile. Uh, you'll get seven wonders and a souvenir. And then the next seven wonders and another souvenir. And then you get a souvenir for completing both of the next two levels of um, wonders of the world. Correct. So there's all kinds of stuff. Um, if you go to geocaching.com's blog, um, you will find it. Um, and we got we put a link in the show notes. So once the show notes go live, you'll yep. be able to go in and, and check that out and get to those. There you go. So that's pretty that. slick. I know, pretty slick. Um, I'm kind of excited about new souvenir promotion just in time for us to go to a mega event. What do you know? Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Um, so, all right. Yeah, just uh, funnier way says the plain old Sunday show. That's it. That's, that's it. What it. That's what we call it around here. It's just the plain old Sunday show. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's not good. Look at, look at Bert Turtles trying to be trying to be all sleuthy. He's like, pull up Charles's finds. <laughs> I hope they don't look too far. I've worked um, in the last six months. I've been in New Mexico, yep. Arizona, California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas. <laughs> Good luck. I've, I mean, been, I've been on our bedroom, our kitchen. Our... <laughs> You've been all over. You From can one sing the, to the other. Sing the Johnny Cash song about being everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Oh. All right. So tools that you will need to know for tonight's show. Nothing. Nothing. No, no tools no. for tonight. Just, nope. just the tools between the ears. That's yep. it. No, no websites, no um Wikipedias, no Bruceopedias, no Jeffopedias. Wik the wiki Bruce, that's where I'm trying to go with it. Um, none of that for tonight's show. Um, tonight's show, we're going to attempt to discuss what makes a good puzzle. And hopefully, and we, and, and we kind of went in two different directions, which is kind of good. We did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tom, we'll give you the floor, sir. All right, you want me to start this off, okay? That's why you're first in the show notes section. Oh well, I wasn't to start with. I didn't. I didn't look to this evening. You had. You were first to start with. Well, mine just kept going. I was like, "We're gonna let Tom go first, because at least then we're guaranteed that one of these will get all the way through." Yeah, because yours went on and on and on. Well, shoot, which is great. You know, but once I start talking, dude, you know, I can't it's shut up. Uh, we'll we'll figure a way to cut you off. Let, let Charles get a chance. Oh well, yeah, there's a mute button. <laughs> All right, so I started, and you'll see I'm kind of silly in the notes. If you look at the show notes, I said how to make a good puzzle gooder. That's right. Yeah. Well, first you start with the title. You know, and that goes with any cast. Get don't do, 
if you make an interesting cash name, that makes it a little more memorable instead of like cash number three. You know, that that's not a memorable cash name unless, well, I don't know. But I'm watching, I'm watching the, um, the, the map tonight because I helped some newbies put out a new cash today that's by my house and we gave it an interesting name. It, it's a just a traditional, but it's called. It's I think what is it? I'm stringing you along or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> point is give give the cash a a, a good name. Uh, well, Darwell saying, "Don't forget a proofreader." But hey, gooder might be a clue. Maybe it might be. So don't forget. I, I think somebody's ragging on me about my uh, FTF article, FTF magazine article. But no well. um, Next thing I had on my list is really not with making it better the way I was thinking, but give the cash pr the proper attributes. Right. Uh, if it's a field puzzle, put the field puzzle thing in there. That that's that's helpful to people. Yeah, I agree. Um. Unless the attributes are part of the puzzle, maybe. Yeah. Now there's yeah there are puzzles that the the attributes are part of them, which I gotta ask this, I, and I don't know the answer to this, and I should. But if when you put the attributes in, do they pop up in the same order that you put them in, or is it pop up in the order of their numbers? Oh, good question. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I, I would think that they would pre-populate in their numbered order, but I don't think I've ever tried to add attributes or put them in a particular order. But that's something worth that's something worth looking at now. It is because if you're going to do a, a puzzle where the coordinates are based on the attribute numbers, you know, and uh, say you wanted four three. You couldn't use the number four attribute and the number then the number three attribute if it's going to automatically put them in the other order. You'd have to use the forty three. Right. I'm taking one of mine to see what happens. Now this is edited later, so I want to see what happens. I'm going to try to put them in a certain order and see what happens. Okay. Just finding um, our way says not in the order you select them. Oh darn! But. The one I solved, uh, it was a total, so it didn't really matter what order they were in. Oh. So you added up all the numbers, and then it gave you a, a, a total number, and then it was like, then they added, they tweaked it, like, you know, they told you to add certain numbers or whatever. Um, next thing I had on my list is a good story. I said, think you know, think about wrestling. They come up with stories that make the matches interesting. So you have to do the same thing. So if you yeah. do a Sudoku, don't just make a plain old Sudoku. Make a Sudoku that gives out a secret code for the alien defense system or something. Yeah, um, I I agree. Give a give a little bit of a story behind it. It's just uh, it's more interesting that way. Uh, if. I thought of a, a puzzle I did when I first started it. You were looking for Roman numerals in the story. 
And so I said, if you have a story with Roman numerals in it, make it a story about gladiators or something. You know? Right. Write some baloney. The Spartan Warriors. They're they're from Atlanta, aren't they? Those are the Falcons and the Hawks. Oh, I thought they had uh... Golden State Warriors. That's different. Okay. Uh, use different fonts. You know, don't use just just the standard stuff. Make it make the cast page look pretty. So use different fonts, font sizes, and colors. And it's again using the wrestling thing. No one goes in with just a paying pair of shorts or a suit. It's all colored up. Right. Or, you know, Lucha Libre, they got the mask in. Got have that. Right now. Josh was here. He says he loves WWE. So he would like someone to make a wrestling, a really good wrestling puzzle somewhere in the Minneapolis St. Paul area. Just let him know. We know so, a good wrestler in New York. We, we do. She'll be on the show, by the way, here in February. Action Trinity, back to the show. <laughs> Five beers, right. please. Five beers, please. Oh, or just one great knee high. Actually, it's <laughs> orange. They didn't have great. It's not very tall. It's just knee high. Uh, graphics, not just pictures. Those are cool, but just dazzle it up. And if you don't know how to do that, and I'm kind of one of them. I mean, I know how to add pictures, but I don't know how to, like, turn them and do all the... Sparkle it up. Sparkle it all up. So if you don't know how to do that, find that cash page that looks cool and ask the CEO who they use to do it. And, um, or get an HTML book and learn how to do it yourself. Or... My favorite way is bribe the neighborhood teenager. Um, or I just bribe the white. Oh, how'd you do? How did you do that? Sparkle it up with that. How did you? <laughs> I got all sorts of little tricks now. I have no idea how you did that, but oh well. Uh. Doesn't really work with everything, but if uh, if you can have a cool background image, you know, sometimes that makes a little thing better. And then for a hint, don't just put not needed. I hate when I hate on every cast when they say not needed. Just leave, if you're not going to do that, just leave it blank. Oh yeah, said, obscure is fine, you know, but make it useful. I agree. There's nothing worse than translating something or hitting the decode button and then it said super easy no hint needed and you're like <laughs> you know because you see something written down there and you're like oh yeah. this is this is really going to help and then it doesn't be like yeah I'll, and be kind to your your tourist like i hate when i went to florida and it says typical florida hide i'm like I'm from Texas. I don't know what a Florida hide is. I know what a Florida hide is, but is that you know, in a, is that in a palm tree? Yeah, yeah. In the little, in the palm, little palm yeah, 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 yeah. That's where you phone a friend, Tom. You have to ask. You ask well, the I, questions. I didn't know anybody in Florida at the time. We could ask you, you could ask one of us. We'd help you. 
I didn't know you then. Uh, that's probably true. I found a bunch of four. Well, that's my all my stuff. I kept it short so Charles could get through his list. It is literally what five pages long. <laughs> hey, it would be two if the news and your stuff wasn't there. <laughs> I think. You think you got a lot there? I do have a lot there. Well, I put a lot of a lot of thought into this. You did. You, um, yes, you did. You know, so, um, all right. So I'm just saying there's, there's five pages of show notes here and you start on page two, the bottom of page two. <laughs> oh, all right. So let's get through this. Um, so how do you make a puzzle that leaves a cashier stumped and scratching their head? but makes them feel very smart when they have that aha moment and figure out the answer. I like that. Right. So there are a few things that go into making a, in my opinion, what goes into making a good puzzle, right? There are the mechanics of it, a catch, the revelation, the assumption, and then there's the presentation and the curve. Right. So starting off at the beginning, the mechanics, the mechanics for this are the set of rules that govern how the puzzle works. Right. This will become important here at the end of the show when we look at an example or two. But the mechanics are the set of rules that govern how the puzzle works. The rules are sometimes the limitations um, that are you that are what is used to create the puzzle. Right. So the rules limit you in some form or fashion. And that then is what helps you create the puzzle. Um, this can include having to figure out what to do as well as how to do it. Right. So um, um, much like our puzzle talk shirt, um, yeah. you not only have to figure out what it is, you then have to figure out what to do with it. Right. Um, the overall cleverness or limitations that you um, give in the puzzle will dictate the overall difficulty of the puzzle, right? And it needs a goal. In our case, coordinates. In the end, that's the goal. Um, or usually, be, usually, or it could be a keyword or a phrase that you put into certitude that gives you coordinates or. Or a in, phone number. In the case of what Tom's looking for, the puzzle cache is out there at the given location, but there's a padlock on it. And in order to get the combination to the lock, you have to put the correct phrase into certitude, which then gives you the combination to the lock. Right? Exactly. So there are plenty of ways to go about this, um, but these are the basic mechanics of the puzzle. I like it. Right? So, yeah. um, then that sometimes people forget that it doesn't have to just, like you said, be creative. You don't have to have the coordinates buried in the cache page. Like right. you said, you could have go to certitude, and certitude could be, you know, words. It doesn't have to be numbers. You could have once you solve the puzzle, 
you could have certitude say north three e-h-r-e-e -E. i mean you don't you know you could you know trick it up do something different yeah absolutely and and as we see once we get down here there will be some other things that come out about it but um sometimes simplicity is, is key right um we'll get to that in the presentation but the catch um the catch is a logical contradiction where two things seem to be in conflict with each other right um this sometimes leads more to gadget caches but they are puzzles so um we'll kind of run down this um it's kind of like the door button concept right so the door button concept is you stand on the door or you stand on the button and it opens a door right you've got to go through the door right um but if you get off of the button the button then raises and the door closes right, right? so now you have to figure out how to keep the button pressed down so you can get out the door. Um, the same thing that happens in puzzle caches is you can get you can lead them to where if they do one thing wrong, it locks them out or if they do it correctly, it, it keeps it open um, like Tom's Sudoku puzzle, right? If you put the if you go through one block and, enter the wrong numbers because there's two places that the six could go right. and you just cornhole it into one of those boxes. Right. Um, it can then throw the entire rest of the puzzle off. Yep. Um, so sure. that's, that's your, um, so. that's your uh, door button type of con concept. Um, and then being able to solve the catch Right. Being able to, to look at it and say, oh, that's what I did wrong. Sometimes takes looking at it from a different perspective. That's right. the high school kid who helps you with your HTML. <laughs> um, you know, rethinking the logical steps. Usually when you read through um, some puzzle caches that are stories yeah. written out on a cache page, you start at the top and read down to the bottom. Well, sometimes if you start at the bottom and kind of work your way up mm -hmm. to the top of the cache page, it then the the solution kind of presents itself to you, right? So you need to be able to think, um, you know, look at it from a different perspective, rethink the logical steps or what you think the logical steps are. This kind of gets you into the mind of the cache owner um, a little bit. Um, spatial positioning. So if it is a, if it's a field puzzle that you have to get there and solve, sometimes looking at it from a different angle, right, um, will will help you. Um, and then, like I said, starting at a uh, at a different location on the cache page. So instead of starting at the top and reading down, start at the bottom and read up and see sure. if something then doesn't pop out at you. Um, this leads you to the revelation. Right. This is that aha moment that leads you down the path to solving the puzzle. Right. Right. Um, it doesn't always have to be easy. Right, Tom? It does not have to be easy. <laughs> it's like our four and a half difficulty puzzle uh, talk shirt. Um, it doesn't have to be easy. 
um, make people think outside the box or do um, on the fly problem solving, right? Um, try to make them uh, figure out how it works. Um, that makes them reconsider how the puzzle works, right? Um, so looking at it from a different angle, thinking outside the box, um, knowing that it could be hard will sometimes make you rethink as a solver how the puzzle works, um, which then leads you to approach the puzzle from, um, you know, a, a different point of view, a lateral perspective, so to say. Um, we, have, we have that one that we worked on together one, one night. Golly, how many hours we... We were on that thing for a while, and um, funny that Tom had a Tom. You had a fairly good beat on it. Uh, but we just couldn't. Oh, quite. the one with the stuff in the spaces. Yeah, yeah. We 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 were able to determine that there was something odd within this. It wasn't just a. Because on you know a very simple puzzle, you can just highlight that the it's not white on white, uh, right? Where you can just which is those are kind of yeah, that's kind of fun for an easy puzzle. But this booger was you could copy the text off the cache page or out of the the source code, drop it into Word, put the paragraph thing and and show the hidden characters thing on there, and a whole bunch of stuff would come up in the in the spaces. Yeah, that was amazing. So that's, but I couldn't get beyond that. I know, yeah. but that's kind of an example of we we <laughs> we were able that, to get that, to that was point. that was leaving the sandbox and going on a ten mile hike. It yeah. was, but you get a revelation, you get the aha moment that we we started kind of yeah, starting we, out right. We knew that there was something in that in the spaces. Yeah. Now. What we didn't know, and this is part of, uh, you know, is, is part of this, right, is is part of the catch, um, is you, we knew there was something, and we knew that it was there, like we could see it, when you looked at it at, at, a, at a different, from a different point of view, from a different font, right? Right. We just didn't know what to put it into to then get coordinates out of it, yeah. right? Um, and so that's kind of the, the fun part about all of this is that, um, you know, you can you can see these steps line out in, in puzzles if you've done enough of them. Um, so um, the revelation can also add to a cashier's toolbox. Right. Sure. Um, and this becomes something important when you're doing things that carry over or build for a future puzzle or a part two, or if you go to look at the fix fizzies, 81 grid puzzle caches that gives you everything from a one, one to a five, five, he's got 81 puzzle caches all in a giant square in South Dakota. If you start at the five, five, you're going to miss some stuff. You have to, in his series, you have to start at the one, one, and work your way through the puzzles because he hides things in certain places or he says something in one cash page that makes sense in, you know, the cash page for the, you know, something on his one, three and a half, then all of a sudden makes sense when you're looking at his four, three 
cash page, right? Yeah. So, so you, you, you take some of that and keep it in your toolbox and then it comes to fruition later in the series. Um, so that's always something fun. We did one here where um, they had the um, magician's cards, the magician's cards right. that, that you could tell what the card was from the back. Right. Oh, so, okay. so you knew what the card was that the other person was holding. Oh, uh, gotcha. We didn't know how to decipher that at first. Um, but once we realized that and we saw that there was a part two, we knew that we needed to take that same bit of knowledge and carry it over to the next cash page. Right. right. Um, in case anybody wants to look at the cash later or I put it in the chat, but it's oh, a, the, the GC code for his one. Yeah. GC six J B 48 J as in Jasmine and B as in bison. So GC6, Jasmine Bison 48, in case you want to play along at home. Or, there you go. And then so once you figure out that that once you're at that point, yeah, um, solving the puzzle should be like an epiphany or a eureka moment for the – in the show notes I put it the finder, but, um, you know, the cashier who's trying to solve the puzzle, once you get there, it should be like, Bam! Touchdown! I got it. You know, seven rings, baby. Seven rings. Um, you know, so what? You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever the the case may be. Um, in this, I've gone two different directions of that. I've had to yay, and I've had to. Why was I so dang stupid? <laughs> well, is that after the rev? You said after the revelation, you have the assumption. Well, this is something that um, kind of goes on. Um, this is something that happens by the uh, cash owner, right? Okay. So the assumption is, um, it is if you can do it right, you can assume that people who attempt to solve it are going to do this logical step and then this and then this. Mm. And so you can you can kind of anticipate their thought processes in this and give them misdirection, right? Ooh. Straight off, straight off of the bat. Oh um, yeah. Yep. So you as the solver need to keep that in mind because you need to try to identify that misdirection if possible, right? Sometimes you're not going to, and you're going to go down a rabbit hole and, you know, spend like three hours on a cash one night and still not solve it. And then you're going to pull your other two buddies into it and they're going to spend three hours trying to solve it. What are you, what are he's what is, what is, what's he talking about? I wonder what he's thinking here. Um, I hey. thought today was national pizza day, not national pick on me day. <laughs> yeah. Tom dragged, Tom dragged both of us into that thing that night, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. It. It was fun, and 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 I did too. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll tell you what, I learned a lot. Even though we didn't solve it, right. I learned I learned a lot. Like, oh, this is how you do this. Like, you know, even though we haven't found the specific website that decodes that yet, right, right Tom? Right, um, I haven't. Um, so, even though we haven't figured out how to decode it, we at least know, and we're on the right path on on doing that. 
So yeah. um, as the cash owner, building misdirection into a puzzle can lead a cashier into making certain mistakes or once they get down this rabbit hole far enough, they can make a, a you know, a small discovery um, that gives them some little nugget of knowledge that once they get out of their rabbit hole, they're like, aha, I think I know, you know, and it, and it can lead them to the correct decision, right? right. Um, luring cashers into thinking that they might know how to solve the problem um, gives them a spot to start at, right? So yeah. if they sit there and look at it and they're like, eh, this looks like it's a, you know, when you're looking at it, if you look at it and it's definitely not English, but you're in the U.S. somewhere and you're like, all right, so this definitely is a foreign language. I'm going to take this and throw it into Google Translate and see what pops up, right? Yeah. That, that lures cashers into thinking, hey, this is a, your starting point, right? right. Um, which gives them a good place to start and start the process of solving it. Yeah. Um, while cashers are working on a wrong assumption, it teaches them something about how the puzzle works, right? Uh, hopefully, if they're paying attention to it, they figure out something about how the puzzle works. Sure. Um, and it can start to build that outside the box thinking on how to solve it. Right. So there's there's plenty of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So just know that even though you may be running down a wrong rabbit hole because it doesn't give you the answer, right. it probably gives you some insight as to how the puzzle works. And once you get back to square one, it then will um, help you get to the finish line or, you know, solving the puzzle. Right. Um, and it almost always ensures that the cashier is going to fail at solving the puzzle the first time or for the first three hours. <laughs> so I'll give you a different example that we cannot <laughs> pick on Tom with. So I did one recently where the cash page said I was the SME on the, on this thing, which they were wrong because it took me a while to solve it, but subject matter expert. I'll give you a thing. It, it, sh it showed a bunch of upper and lowercase letters and numbers. And I think it had a few symbols in it and ended equal with an equal sign. And I'm sure you've seen one of those before. What's the first thing that pops in your head with it when you see that? Or maybe you have it. Like a rebus? No, no. It was like, it was just letters and numbers. It was regular plain text. Oh. Letters and numbers, upper, lowercase. And hmm. it ended equal to, I don't remember, it was one or two equal signs. Hmm. That's usually a dead giveaway oh. for. Um, oh, there's a cipher that in, the end of it is, ends in the equal sign. Yes. We covered this in, in a previous show, but it's like, like base, base 64. It, yeah. And I thought, okay, well, this is simple. And then no, wasn't base 64. And I thought, okay, well, maybe it's one of the other bases. And I go through all this stuff. Well, it turns out there was a certain website you needed to hit because once you got to the right place, it, it translated perfect. But, <laughs> but still, it was like you say, you, you learned about, um, you made the assumption, oh, this is base 64. No. Yeah. Um, down of the rabbit hole, so I got to the right one. True. Yeah. yeah. 
um, I did a Babel, like a Tower of Babel cache that was like that, that there's just this garbage on the website and right. you know, on the cache page. And it was like, if you're in an octagon shaped room on the fourth bookshelf, you know, and right. like, on the third shelf in the 27th book on page 227, I was like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? Type? And then it, then it just was garbage text, you know, uh, and you copy and pasted that text onto the right website in the right room on the right bookshelf and the right oh, book on the right page. Wow. All of a sudden it translated and gave you a paragraph of text that was in plain English that you could read. So it, it, it was a, but there was a lot of work to get to that point. Um, but yeah. Um, you know, but not, not getting to solve it right away is what gives people that feeling of being stumped. Right. Um, yeah. and, and sometimes that feeling of being stumped is kind of needed is that internal motivation to, um, try and solve this thing. So well, a lot of people get to that point. I know a lot of people who may be listening or watching who are new to puzzles, I think that that's something for someone that hasn't, like myself, hasn't, doesn't have the experience that you guys have. And, and I think for, for someone who may be more like me, and that is you get that situation, I think it's important to try to push through, talk to somebody or do some, do some more research online, try to push through because it's very rewarding for folks that haven't solved a lot of puzzles, when you finally do solve one, there's kind of this rush that you can get. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you guys probably sort of a euphoric moment. You know, once you, when you finally get it, you're like, wow, that, you know, I, I solved it. You're like, let's go find it. Let's go do another one. Cause you get kind of a, they can you man, it's, it's addicting. It really is that, that yeah. feeling of, conquering a hard puzzle um, or even if it's an easy puzzle, but you've solved four or five of them all in a row. I mean, there's, I mean, that's a, that's a great feeling. Yeah. And, and then being able to be like, all right, we're going to go find these caches now. Yeah. Um, like a double, you know, double prizes. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it puts you in the mood where you're like, I'm going to hide you know, yeah. one like that. And you can take it and twist it and add your own little flair to it. Right. Um, and kind of give back to the, to the puzzle caching community. So I will. Um, or you make a puzzle one based on one of those wrong rabbit holes you went down. Ooh. Oh man. That. <laughs> it, yep. Um, we'll also throw out there. Uh, we'll, we'll plug uh Wiki Bruce. Wiki Bruce. Uh, Wiki Bruce. Thanks for your that's a good site. There's several sites, but that's a that's where if you get completely stumped and you're kind of new at puzzles, hang with it, keep going. You know, maybe it's maybe it's too difficult a puzzle, go back a level, find a puzzle. You can solve puzzles all over the world. You gotta remember that. You don't have to do the ones around your home, you can do them anywhere. Yeah. Go to a place like Wiki Bruce, and uh, although there's a new, uh, he often says there's a new link for that. So, uh, 
Uh, I probably need to put the note in there for that. So, Jeff, if you got a better link, Wikibrew still works. So. But anyway. Yeah, going back to what you just said, though, saying not only with solving puzzles, but with finding caches. If you think you're super genius because you can do all the ones in your area, go somewhere else because you'll oh, yeah. get humbled real quick. <laughs> real quick. Um, I got to one in Utah and I was like, yeah, I, you know, I figured out the puzzle. I knew where the coordinates put you and I got there and they were like, don't dig in the bushes. It's not on the power boxes. It's not on the fire hydrant. They're like everywhere that you could see standing at ground zero. Um, they told you it wasn't there. And I was kind of looking around and had no idea. Um, and so I sent the cash owner, I said, Hey, so this is the coordinates I got. This is where it brought me to. He said, yep, you're at the right spot. And I said, all right. <laughs> and then I realized I was about 12 feet too high standing in the middle of the street. Mm, I know where it's at now. Uh, yeah. You know where it's at now. It was in a, it was in a, a water drainage that went underneath the, um, underneath the road. But yeah, it was. I remember that. I remember you, you uh, periscope for that one. I did, and the periscope let me walk all the way down the tunnel too. It was kind of. I, I remember that. You, it was pretty. I was pretty impressed. I think it it broke up only at one slight moment, but then other than that, it worked. I was. I'm gonna be so devastated when periscope actually goes away at I the know. end. Of, at the well, end of right. next month, we'll we'll figure out what. Twitter live, Twitter, Twitter live is going to yeah. look like, but so, all right. So that brings us to the presentation. Yes. Right. Um, all of your work can go haywire if you don't present the puzzle correctly. Right. So presentation is key. Right. Um, simple puzzles can be very tricky if presented correctly. And require outside the box thinking. I will we'll show you that here in just a moment. Um, some of the best puzzles have very little fluff or moving parts to them. Um, it's just a very straightforward puzzle. You just have to be smart enough to figure it out, much like our puzzle talk shirt. Yes. Um, and then a puzzle, remember this is a cash owner that a puzzle with too many, too many elements can either be too complicated or most of that stuff that you put in there is either red herrings or um, is specifically meant to, to lead you astray, right? So remember that, um, and, and as, a, as a person trying to solve one, don't think that, you know, all of that stuff is in there for a reason. Some of it is just filler. Right. You know, the Sudoku puzzle is just the Sudoku puzzle. It doesn't always have to be about the alien missile defense system. Right. Well, right. okay. <laughs> Tom's gonna, Tom's like, that's it, I'm done. I quit. <laughs> What's wrong, Tom? Drink your knee high. Drink I'm your gonna, knee high. I'm going to drink my knee high. <laughs> there we go. All right. So this brings us to the curve, right? The, the curve is 
especially important in a puzzle series like the Fix Fizzy 81 grid, right? As you work through the puzzles, you're learning along the way and right. certain things that then become important later in the series, you learn, you either learned or read earlier in the, um, in the, in the, in the series somewhere, right? So the curve is especially important in puzzle series or in multi-part puzzles or puzzle caches that then get broke into a part one, part two, part three, right? Right. Um, the puzzle should build on each other, right? And be set out in a logical order that one part leads to the next, right? Okay. So remember that um, because if you, uh, if you jumble all the parts together, then solving the puzzle maybe slim to none may never happen, yeah. right? So if you start at fix fizzies four and a half, four and a half, thinking I'm just going to finish the, you know, the all of the five fours and fives in difficulty, right. you're going to struggle. I, I tried that. You're going right. to struggle. Uh, not that it can't be done because some of them can be, but you're going to struggle because some of the things that you needed were on that three, two and a half cash page. Oh, see, yeah. Right. So go through them in a logical order because some of the stuff that's presented early in the cash pages then helps you figure out some of that. And it leads you to know how um, Zach's brain kind of worked as he was creating some of these. Right. So, all right. So this gets us to uh, the rating system, right? So the more possible solutions, the higher the difficulty should be. Okay. Uh, too many steps can make it tedious and no fun, right? The mechanics yeah. that the solver needs to be familiar with uh, before trying to solve the puzzle um, need to, you know, be laid out there, right? So they need to know the rules before they try to solve it, right? I have one where it tells you in the beginning, it's a rat race maze. Yeah. And it tells you that you can only make left-hand turns through the puzzle. Right. And right. as you go through the puzzle, making your left hand turns, you go past numbers that then give you coordinates. Right. And so if you do it in the wrong order or if you make a right hand turn or I've made it to where you can go past a number and then make a left hand turn and come back to it. But you pick up a different number. There's only one way to solve the puzzle cache. Oh. And so because you can't go back on yourself a second time. Right. Uh, you can cross your path like this, but yeah. you can't go down the same road or the same twice. section twice the same direction. Gotcha. So um, it it kind of makes you know that, all right, there are set rules for it, and this is how you solve it. Sure. Um, and so that's it in a nutshell. Um, a good puzzle is, de is derived from the rules. It has a catch that makes the puzzle seem impossible at first glance. The player can be made to um, fall on that catch if the CO exploits an assumption um, that the cashier might make, right? So I, I think they're gonna, you know, do this. Um, and if you build the puzzle right and present it correctly, then it could give them um, hours of fun. Um, to overcome the catch, uh, some of the best puzzles make the cashier think outside the box 
for some little piece of knowledge that helps the cashier solve the puzzle. Um, all puzzles need to have this? No. But the really good ones, in my opinion, have some or multiple components of the list that I just laid out. Um, and so at some level, there's some of this in there. And we'll do a really quick, very short example of this. There are two puzzles based off of this. So let me share my screen. All right, so we've all seen this puzzle before, yeah? Oh, right. So you have to connect all through all nine of these dots with four lines without picking your pencil up off of the 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 paper once you start right. it, right? So you can't pick your pencil up once you start. You can only make four lines and you have to have a line running through all nine of the dots at the end, right? Yep. So this makes people think outside the box because if you think that you're just going to be able to go like this, yeah, right? And like here and then here. Paint doesn't really let me draw it all that well without picking my pencil up, right? So there are my four lines, but I don't have all the right, all of the right, all of the dots, right? So this is that puzzle that makes you think outside the box, because in order to solve it, especially the box of the three, the three by three dots, <laughs> right? In in order to solve it, you have to do this go past the three dots go past the three dots yep right to here yep one two three and then four ah, come on paint work with me and then four right so there's your four but that's a very easy puzzle that has rules yeah there's the catch to it because most people don't think that you're going to draw this down here. Yeah, exactly. So there's your assumption, right? Is that the cash, the puzzle creator can, can make it where, um, you know, they don't think that they're going to do this. I've also seen this where they tell you to connect all nine dots. Right. With three lines. Oh, wow. And so you have to start way over here. And go through the bottom of this one and <laughs> top of that one. Right. So you got to do it at the right angle to where you get through all three boxes here. Right. And outside the yeah, and you're outside outside the box and nine dots. Completely. Right. And so the same thing going this way where you end up. Oh, yeah. You know, going like this and connecting these lines way out here off of the page. Right. And then this one goes the same way, you know, way off of the page this way. Barely right. touching all three dots, yeah. But, you know, but that's how you get all three dots in a single line. You got to be the bottom of this one, the middle of this one, the top of that one, 
And as you go through this, so you, it can be done with three lines, sure. Um, but you've got to think way outside of the box with that. So um, that's a very easy puzzle to 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 get to, um, you know, with either one of the the deals, either the three lines or the four. But most people don't think that they can go outside of those nine dots that are drawn on the piece of paper. Um, so there was there. a, yeah, there was a really, there was a good comment by Roomba cats in the chat. I thought I wanted to bring that up, get you guys to comment. Uh, he gave his, he gave us five, five rules of uh, making good puzzle caches. But one of them that really stood out to me was this one, which was, Help the cash finder feel like they're making progress. Uh, I think that's, to me, that's very important, especially for newbie puzzle cash hiders or finders. Just give them a little bit of an idea that they're making headway of some type. I remember when I first started, for me, one of the really frustrating things about one of the ones I was doing, I thought I picked a difficulty level low enough. Apparently this person thought that, you know, their, their two was, was definitely beyond my, was like a 12 to me because I couldn't figure it out, but I couldn't make any progress. I gave up because just there was nothing that I could grasp a hold of. Is that, do you guys ever have that or? Did you reach out for a hint? I didn't because I was pretty young at it, and I I needed um, to. I have a cache like that that tells you that the coordinates start at the seven millionth four hundred and eighty six thousandth three hundred and thirty second digit of pi after the decimal point. Right, and that's fairly intuitive. You know that you're going to have to find you a pi calculator to to get there. Right. Well, you do um, it by hand. <laughs> you can. Right, Tom? You can do it in an Excel spreadsheet. I'm not going to tell you that you can't. You can't. It can be done. Um, Australia in the house. Finding the correct um, website for that is <laughs> That's true. what it is. So most of the time when, when cashers contact me, it's because they found a um, – a pie calculator that took them to the, oh, you know, the 1 million digits of pie. Right. They still have 7 million digits to go to get to, to where mine starts. Yes. Yeah, um, and so for that, if they come in and say, Hey, I've looked at this calculator and this pie calculator and this one, and I can't figure it out. Yeah. You know, can you throw me a bone? I'm more than willing if they have spent that much time looking at the incorrect pie calculators, I just send them the website. Right. And say, this is the pie calculator that you need to be using. And then they look at it and they're like, well, I saw this one when I did a Google search, but I skipped over it because the cache page only says that it goes to like 1 million digits. But when you actually click on the link, right. the, the cash page they have actually calculated out and it's a college website. And we've, I've shared that website in our, in previous um, shows, 
But even though the Google search tells you it only goes to 1 million digits, when you actually click on the website, it goes all the way to 10 million digits and is the calculator that you need to solve the cash. So, um, you know, if, if a cashier reaches out to me and is struggling for some reason, you know, I'll throw them a hint. I'll throw them, you know, I'll send them back and say, how much of a hint do you want? I'll give you one. You know, right. you want a little hint, you want a big hint. And, and, and you know, because sometimes I don't want it to spoil it for them. But at the other time, I don't want them so frustrated with my puzzle, with that one puzzle cache of mine. that right. They don't look for any of the others because they're like, nah, forget that guy. You know. He's a wackadoodle nut job. Yeah. He's got this uh, he's got this picture of him in his speedo with this bronze beaver. It's not the I'm trying to find the it's not it's not the it's not this one, is it? It's not uh it's, it's, is it that one? It's no. That. See that one only goes to a million. So like you said, people might go to the decode.fr forward slash pi dot digits and they're gonna go I give up that's the only you know because that's not the right one the one you're talking about you can search it for in a certain decimal place you can search it by a certain sequence you can find your birthday in it you can is it I think it's, it's this one here I got it let me got it? okay dun 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 NGO yeah, it's that one. Okay. I'll throw in the So it's that one right there. Yep. Yeah. Angio.net slash pi slash digits HTML. That one lets you search for 10 digits of pi starting at a specific position. And if you just copy and paste off of my digits of pi cache page and put it in there and then click show pi, right. it, it gives it to you. It'll tell you, it'll give you those first 10 digits, um, but you only need, you know, whatever, seven of them. Right. Okay. You know. Ribbon so, has a good point. He says that the goal is to have the cash finder leave happy, not frustrated. <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, I I want even even my difficult puzzles, like yeah. our like our shirt, um, I I want it to be solved. Yeah. I want the puzzle coin that is hidden in a piece of Tupperware at that cache at that coordinate location. There's no geocache there either, so don't right don't, to make know. it easy. Yeah, right. Well, it's, it's to keep it from generic from, geocache from, from, from accidentally disappearing. Right, right. Um, there's no there's no geocache there. Right. There might be after somebody solves it and, and retrieves the coin. There may be. Um, a geocache at that location. Um, but currently there's not one. So one of the things um, that you guys have done really well, and I think that in the Arumacast gave that point was you want it, you want the puzzle to be something where even if I can't figure it out, it's piqued my interest and I might go try to find solutions or I'll go talk to somebody. Because it's it's at least interesting enough, you know, like the the back of our coin, which I'll only give part of it here. But I won't give all of it. But there's a puzzle on the back of the coin. There is a puzzle on the back of the coin. So that was a good idea. A puzzling puzzle. A puzzle on the back of the coin, which is great. 
But it's a great idea because you know people can look at it and go, oh, well, I can type that in somewhere and like, oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> but but you're like, aha, though, there's something there. Obviously, uh, now where do I go? You know where where you know what where can I take this information and, and run with it? It's like yeah. a good puzzle. Any anyway, like good puzzle cache, you know, if you want there to be enough so people kind of go, ooh. Yeah, and, and I want my puzzles to be solved and to be found. And so, like Doug, if I have a difficult puzzle, like the puzzle is difficult to solve, finding the cache is not going to be, right? Yeah. Um, if you spent hours inside working on the puzzle to solve it, you're not going to have to do that to to get to the cache. Now, I have one that's super easy. It's like a, a one difficulty, but it's a five terrain and right. it's 40 feet up in a tree. Sure. That you, that, that's a dead tree that you can't climb because if you climb it, the whole tree is going to fall over. Right. Um, and I hit it with one of those expanding poles. You know, yeah, no. that's kind of how I make my puzzles. If it's easy to solve, it's usually going to be a little more difficult to um, to acquire the cash. Right. right. It may right. not be hard to find the cash, but getting to it or getting it down and then put back up, because that's the other part to this is cashers have to put the cash back where they found it. Ooh, yeah, uh, that's a little tricky. And so um, it's uh, it's the same way. So. I have some that are that are difficult to solve that once you get to ground zero is going to be fairly easy to find, you know, the ammo can or, you right. know, my, my pickle jar or whatever it is. Um, Dan says if you climb the tree, then, of course, then it becomes a one one. Yeah, I'd have to just there are enough of those trees there <laughs> that, I, that within within you know, 15 feet of it. You put uh, another one. <laughs> I just put it in the one next to it. Next to it. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Um, That's funny. But they're, but they're, you know, it. You're going to grow another dead tree. Yeah. The, uh, you'll have lots the, of them. The, and I tell you that you're going to need a, a, a taught to get ah, to it. Right. Sure. And, uh, the first person who solved the puzzle went out there with his trusty bag of, of geocaching right and then said that uh, he wrote a note and said i'll have to come back with a different tool <laughs> he said yeah lori i'm with lori no you're not lori bad lori me and lori <laughs> gonna go get it <laughs> oh yeah see dire wolf you know he he's oh go ahead quick cl quick click in the button all right Gary, I was trying to help you out, buddy. You know, he says that it needs a DPT where yeah, I agree. puzzle difficulty and the regular D still yes. equals um, the hide. So, yeah, I agree. That would, but of course, then you do that. You're going to, you're going to open up the whole, the fizzy grid changes completely then, which is great. There's I, I, another rating system. I've seen it uses four of them. But hey, that's for another show. That, that's for another show. 
And Dan, you're correct. We love Lori too, but we're not going to encourage Lori to be taking the chains off to it. Of course, she'll do it herself anyway. My glass is empty. It's a tot, she says. <laughs> it's a tot. Yeah, it is a tot. Kind of. Just remember, out here in the greater west, you got to have a tree cutting permit from the BLM or the National Forest Service, usually. Charles? So hey. I'll use a match. I didn't cut it. You don't want to be that guy out here in the west, Tom. Charles is he, he can get us he get us uh he's got some mad BLM skills since he works for the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you still I'll, bring a bottle, I'll, I'll bring a bottle of termites. How's that? <laughs> hey, it won't take much longer and people you just lean up against it and that thing is just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Lumberjack Lori. That's pretty funny. So Yeah. I love it. I love it. You guys have got some great ideas. I, I don't care what anybody else says. You guys are okay. I don't care that's what Jesse right. says. That's right, Jesse. You guys are okay. Yeah, he's a poopy head. He's, a, uh, he's got a class, so. He has a two. He's probably trying to get another Earth Cash published. Get another. <laughs> Which, by the way, we're going to do Earth Cash this Sunday. That's right. Join us for that, but um, I I want to I do want to plug uh, something. Earth caches are just uh, geological puzzles. There you go, perfect. It's good thinking. Um, so I know not everybody can can do this, but I do want to point out that in just a few weeks. The entire Puzzle Talk crew will be at this location, this GC code. So just saying, GC8W9P1, GC8 Water 9 Puzzle 1. So looking forward to having all of us together. Uh, come find us. Uh, no, I didn't say the I didn't say the entire crew, Jeff. I said the entire puzzle talk crew. But yeah, we're going to be missing the. We won't have the entire uh, the GT network, network there. Sadly, our our uh, our. Uh, friend from the north can't get out of the north which is probably a good thing he's not coming to the u.s but we can not. get him out of the north the problem is getting him back <laughs> exactly but all the puzzle talk will be there all of gadget talk will be there and all of the sunday show and all of the plain old sunday show will be there right. which sadly all of challenge talk won't which is kind of weird that all of the one show, but we have a plan and I think we're going to be able to pull this off is that we're going to sneak him in a trunk of a car. Yes. We're going to, there's a pipeline that's shut down right now. So if he climbs through the pipe, I mean, he'll get a lot of oil on himself. 
but I think he can be fine. Clean up afterward. It'll help him slide through quicker. Yeah. And it comes out in Texas. It does come out in Houston. And we can just drop him back in there, and he can trek back to Canada. Right. Oh, damn. I'm sorry, buddy. He's only 14,000 kilometers from his house. Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. Um, Doug, it is – the 19th annual Texas Challenge and Geocaching Festival. It is the mega yeah. event that is happening in Texas um, on 313. So next month on the 13th, yeah. uh, there's a mega event in Texas. And uh, all of us are the majority of the Geocache Talk Network crew yes. is going to be at it. Yeah. We're all we're all gonna be there except for missing Emily and Jeff, sad sadly, but it'll be okay. We'll get there. Oh, a caching drone? Yeah, you never know. Charles bringing your drone, maybe? I am bringing my drone. Yes. Very cool. Well, there you go. So we'll get some photos. All on the same team? Uh, probably not. Although no, Tom has competed with out of state, I'm not. I can't play this year. But you can't play. Uh, Jesse and Charles will probably be on the out of state team. Well, uh, Aldo, maybe you're going to. No, you're competing I've, east. I've competed for North Texas for it's four east. years. Yeah. And last year I competed for East Texas. Yeah. Um, nobody has solicited my. Um, presence on their team yet so so you're still a free agent yeah so uh, team cats hit me up 878 is not bad come on man we can make that trip i've I'm driven more than that trip. distance i've driven more than that distance in a day just for barbecue just for right let's see uh, i i think i'm sitting at right at 900 miles to get there from where I'm at in Colorado. So there you go. Make make the trek. It's a little bit of a haul. Um, obviously not as far for me. I've got, I got, I got a short, I got a much shorter trip for than, than you guys, but uh, Jesse's trying to decide whether he's going to drive or fly. He's still, still not sure. Uh, Derek, Derek's driving. Chad is flying. Um, yeah, I got a short distance. I only have 187 miles. So. Oh, straight straight line distance. I'm 650 miles. Um, but there is no straight road through the Rocky Mountains. So. <laughs> no, there is not. Oh, I lied to oh. you. It was 613 miles for barbecue. Okay, there you go. 600 miles for barbecue. Rumor yeah. cast might be there. The uh, 254 event that was in Austin last month um, was 1,020 miles one way in the car. So right. thankfully not going all that all that distance to Austin, but um, Texas is a big state. Yeah, I think Darrell's being funny, but 790 miles, 700, it's Texas. <laughs> the way it feels sometimes. That's, that is. If you haven't driven around Texas, you'll, you could be drive, you could drive for a long time. 
There's another one. I drove 750 something just to get a puzzle cache. Did you really? 750 yeah. miles? Well, I was going that way anyway, but yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's some dedication, though, buddy. But that was a what? That was where we stopped for the day. It was seven hundred and fifty miles from here to Pensacola Beach, so I could get a puzzle and then go eat seafood. So we should tell Pizza Ninja we're, one of the events is um, going to be great. It's, unfortunately, the fast route would be through El Paso. Yeah, well. That's you not. Know, that's not bad. It's that's West right. Texas. That's right. They, that's probably the best Mexican food you'll get in that state. It's in El Paso. Right. So one of the events is let's celebrate early pie day with pizza. And Tom made a, a good point the other day that did you say every every event there's there's like six or seven events every one of them has food involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. Well, we've talked enough about food. I guess people are either hungry or get yeah. you pie. Yeah, every event has, has something. Um, no DNFs, just dessert, like pie is one of the events. Uh, yeah. Donuts. Yeah, there's a donut event. There's. I may just try to pound down 20 or 30 donuts so you guys can come watch that. So Watch me uh, try to Try to eat that many. Don't be scared. Uh, I don't think there's a poker event this year, Dan. Don't Usually think there, there is. is. No. Not this year because of things being uh, – just to let you know, pretty much every event's outdoors. Even the, the donut stuff is all outdoors. Um, they're trying to be – obviously be careful. But um, like the the finishers event that Charles is in charge of uh, is part of a block party. Yeah, we've got an entire block um in yeah. town <laughs> blocked off not that it's a big town but we do have an entire block the city is, yeah the blocked city is off <laughs> between the two shut the whole town down for us that's right and, and, and there's hand sanitizer on draft at that event yeah exactly um and we'll have food trucks so there's yeah. a food truck come in there's a food truck there in cisco and there's one coming over from um eastland Eastland so, or Adeline. Or, we've, yeah. we've got at least two, and I know that we're still trying to work on trying to get a third or a fourth, but um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Eastland. Name a famous person from Eastland. Oh, gosh. We should be able to do that. You should. Man, I thought I knew this too. Barney. Barney Smith. Oh, oh. The toilet seat museum. Yeah. He's from Eastland. Toilet, toilet seat museum. Pioneer. We call him that. Uh, yeah, of course, Cisco famous for the Santa Claus that robbed, robbed, the, bank. The, robbed the bank and a Santa tried Claus. to anyway. Yeah, That's tried right. to. So. Lots of cool history. So if yep. you are able to come down, come on down. Come on down. We'd love to have you. Um, it'll be a good time. And uh, otherwise, I've got I've got food back there by the piano. Well, I think that I need to go eat. That's the that's the that's the 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 the, the setup for the end. So here we go.